0: You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. going oh on uncancelled gosh. how are you guys doing I like bro i could have held that even every longer. week i could have even held that longer <laughs> i don't think you even saw did you see me pull the arrow out on that one no i didn't i, I kind of like oh. you'll see it on think it's nice, okay. it's nice. i didn't even finish it i don't think I, what is going on uncancelled how are you guys doing thank you so much for tuning <laughs> That's how in. good it was yes we're we are here. Are here. We're we, back. Oh, man. We are here right now. We are back. I'm excited. I'm going to talk to you today about how how can I prosper? How can I prosper? And obviously, we're going to see that from the Bible today. But before we do that... Hey, Joe. It's a nice sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. It Looks is good. a nice sweatshirt. It is. Thanks for, thanks for interjecting for that, actually. Uh, no problem. You, know, you can buy one, too, for $32 at Heatwave Conference. Hey, when's Heatwave? Heatwave is... Wait, wait, when... when oh, what, oh, wait, what is it's 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 one it's, it, it's almost it? like in six days or something. Oh, it's in six days. It's in six oh, that's days right for the time of recording, and right, five right, days right. from the time of release. Yes, uh, but <laughs> it is Wednesday at six thirty. We have our man. first heat wave service, Let's and go. then Thursday we have eleven a.m. to eleven p.m. Friday Ooh. eleven a.m. all the way to midnight. We're gonna we're gonna have Come a on. banger, man. We're gonna have a absolute banger. So good. It's Can't gonna wait. be so awesome. Um, but seriously, these are champion crew necks. Oh, they're actually. so nice. They're champion. They're Crunex. so nice. You should uh, see the. You should see
1: the shirts too. Oh, the
0: shirts are awesome. But yep. like these right here, they. Uh, would normally cost like if you bought it at Champion, it'd probably be fifty bucks for you to get it. We're charging yeah. thirty-two for them. We're not making like any profit. We're making like fifty cents on each shirt, so or on so. each uh, a crewneck. We're actually losing money on our shirts. So like we're not trying to make any money. We just want you guys to be able to have the Heat Wave merch. So wave. make sure to buy it. And if you're like watching in Belgium, we'll just get a plane ticket and just be here. Like you know, like yeah. it's just like it's only like a thousand dollars Just be here, Belgium. <laughs> um, but anyway. It's time, bro. It is time. Let's do it. It is time to rate that
1: foreign foreign snack. snack. Come on,
0: let's do it. Here we go. Uh, Ben, I think you should. I think you should. Oh, really?
1: I've never picked before. Okay, I'll do it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm just gonna just tell me one. I'm just gonna go with whatever. When it was the Oreos. Oh, it was the Oreos. It was the Oreos. Tell them. Uh, Tell the people. We think that these Actually, maybe are just. I
0: should tell the people. Oh, just
1: full reverse, it. just full reversal.
0: I like it. These are peach Oreos. Woo! Now I will say I am a little confused at why it looks like there's like peach juice, like right here. Like, yeah. That is a little odd. I hope that there's not something that's going to like explode in my mouth. Almost like, looks as like
1: we're... peach and lemonade or something.
0: Yeah, May- maybe it is peach lemonade. I've honestly. never had peach lemonade is that a thing? I think you can get it at Wendy's actually, believe it or not. Oh. Right. You wouldn't know. Good for Wendy's. Um you don't go to Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. No. Um that's okay though. Uh Peach Oreos. I don't really know how I feel about it. I I'm really excited. don't have any I really really hope to god that the serving size is the entire box. <laughs> Why? Just just read that. <laughs>
1: what the the 485? 485. Yeah, I no, hope it's that's the box. Oreo. Yeah, it is.
0: Oh my god. There's okay. no way. Praise I god, love Oreos. God. Yeah, yeah i love oreos too and like i'm actually so at first i thought and i realized after why wait what
1: that's so cute look at that little guy
0: oh it's 484 for the package yeah 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 i thought at first these were peach and cheese which would have been which i realized after those were ritz crackers that were peach and cheese yeah we'll get them next time wow but i think that i think we might have to do an oreo series oh, after like on. just rate that for an oreo like let like, we might have to just like switch up like just go for specifics after yeah. like for the next one we only have like three more snacks left yeah but i'm looking forward to trying this i mean yeah, frank let's do you want to let's open it up and get a little sniff
1: yeah i figured we just up. yeah one. that's
0: probably a good decision um we can make- i
1: love oreos and I'm excited for this one because I think that peach is a good flavor. I don't know how it's going to work with Oreo. Yeah, but be interesting. the be The other fruit-flavored oh, Oreo.
0: Whoa. I didn't even crack the bag, and it just shot at me. Really? Smell.
1: Yeah, I can smell it. The other, uh, the other experience that we've had on this podcast oh. with uh, fruit-flavored Oreos did not go well. What was it? The blueberry ice cream. Do you remember? Does it smell bad?
0: I've smelled that smell before. No, dude, that smells good. Let's take it out. Um, the
1: that cream smells so peachy.
0: The cream does not look like advertised. No, it has a little tint, a maybe a little
1: yellow tint or pink tint. But oh man, this is going
0: to be so interesting. I'm excited. Should we throw the whole thing in our mouth and just see what happens? Yeah. You do it. I'll just take a bite so I can talk. So everyone doesn't have to sit here awkwardly while we talk. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Three, two. Hmm. 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 Wow. Yeah. Huh. It's more subtle.
1: Yeah. It's subtle, but
0: like it's in there. It, it's in there. And, and like I'm enjoying myself right no, now.
1: No, yeah. I was, sa- I said, hmm. Cause like. How many eat like is? It's peachy. Like, it's it's subtle, but, like, it, it kind of hits you. I don't know how to explain it. It's just chocolate, like, just Oreo, how you'd think of it right away. But then it's just a wave of peach. And uh, it's
0: interesting, but I don't think it's bad. No. I actually would go out on a limb and say it's, like, good. I think it might be good. I, I do, too because here I all right, I'll be honest with you, I rated the lamb chips way too fast i I honestly did too. they're even worse than we thought that no, they, they were they were really bad, really bad um, but honestly, like I'm like kind of like taking it in with my with my taste buds right now. I'm having a great time still in my yeah, like, there's no, a party it's, in it's, my mouth it's nice, wow um I'm, I'm really enjoying myself now. Let's kind of start Gosh, here. Oreos are so good. Oreos are so good, man. But let's start here. Yeah. Are you eating this entire thing?
1: I'm eating this entire thing, but I don't think I could get both.
0: i mean, both of them. You think so? Just because, like, they're good. Okay, go ahead. Make your complaint. I know you i feel like I might know what it Do is. Do you? Go ahead, say it. I'll tell you if it was. I don't
1: know if these would go with milk.
0: Oh, no. Not no. When my complaint was— I don't be. know if
1: these would, would hit well with milk.
0: I have a complaint. Okay. Not enough filling. Oh. It, it's a thin. little light on the filling. Even light for like just like a regular Oreo. Yeah. It feels a little light. Um, I I probably pro- could eat both.
1: Are they they're- better
0: than actual Oreos? No. No, they're not. No. They're not. It's hard to kind of get like. It's. I mean. I'll gosh. tell you one that I, I'd argue might be better. If you've ever had the s'mores Oreos. I have had the s'mores. I um, like
1: them. A ton. My pick, if I had to pick one that might be better than just the original, it would be the peanut butter ones.
0: <sighs> or the oh, what about the vanilla ones?
1: Vanilla ones are solid.
0: Golden Oreos. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? Um, but these are good. These are good. These are. Um, they're just man. not like on that scale. Nah. Um, but they're like a like if like right like let's say we're like making tears. Right. They're like pushing like. Like if there's like a amazing best, and then there's like you're an A, and then there's like you're a B. There's somewhere between that A and B range for me. I would agree. Yeah. Do you have a rating? I think I do. I have to think for oh, a second.
1: Man. No, I think I do because there's there's nothing bad about this. Like the flavors are different, but they really work. I'm um, ah, uh, I'm gonna give it a nine. Okay. Wow. A nine. Okay. If if an Oreo is perfect, like just a regular Oreo okay, is a 10. Yeah, sure. Then I might give like the peanut butter one a nine and a half. But this,
0: like, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm gonna have a good time. Wow, a nine. I, I'm gonna be a little less optimistic here, and I'm gonna go with like a 7.5. Okay. And, and here's why I'm gonna do a 7.5, right? In order for you to crack my eight plus, hmm. I'm like, like. I'm, like, jonesing to go back and buy some buy some more, like, pretty, like, heavily, right? Sure. I, I, I'm not going back to the store, like, necessarily looking to buy them. I'm, like, pointing at them, and I'm, like, yo, those were pretty good that one time that I had them. Mm. Like, that's, like, more, like, my, my, yeah. my feeling with no, it. I, I hear you there. Um, like, if this was, like, an Oreo, if this was, like, what's something, like, oh, like, the Wonder bar. If I'm seeing that on the shelf, like I'm probably grabbing that. Like that. that that's like if I'm eating like that, like I'm grabbing the Bar.
1: I think my nine was a little hasty. I'll do an eight and a half because I talked him down. I talked. Yeah, you did because did, a nine, did. a nine is like whoa. Yeah, it is a whoa. And this is like, mm, but it's not like a whoa, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but it's really good, and I like peach stuff.
0: Yeah, like it's kind of like. What? It's kind of like like you need to like like you're not marrying it, but you're just like going on a date with it. <laughs> okay. Like you, you you know what I Maybe mean? Maybe a couple like, of dates. A couple of dates? Yeah. Okay. You're going on a couple of dates. I guess if you're just like dating it, you're like, it's over a five. <laughs> There's not, I'm not trying to make a correlation right now to rating women on a scale from one to 10. That is not what's happening on this no, no, podcast no. right now. Certainly not. There is, I'm saying that like, that like, it's like, you, I wouldn't marry this cookie. Sure. Would I marry any cookie? Maybe. But like, I'm not marrying this one. I hear that. <laughs> this just got weird. This just got weird. And it's my uh, fault that it got weird. Right. But It's okay. Eight and a half,
1: seven and a half. Seven and a really half. Really good. Um. Really
0: good. I feel like that should be like a new thing. Like, are you marrying it? I like that. Yeah. But like, not in like a non-binary, like, you know, like, like that type of way. Just like, you know, just like a fun way. Like, you know, I'm married, like I'm happily married to my wife right now. Like, you know, who knows what's next for Ben, you know, might be soon, might be later. Who knows? You know, you never know what God might do. It won't be Um, a cookie. It won't be a cookie though. It won't be a cookie. But anyway, thanks, Ben. Um, That was a good one, man. Um, Yeah, it's a 7.5. I feel really good about that. All right, after that, let's talk about more pressing issues. Like the news. No, I'm just kidding. Did you guys hear about that ship that's lost that went to go see the Titanic or whatever? First, come on. Like, I'm not trying to be insensitive, like, or anything. I'm very sorry, like, for, like, people that, like, are loved ones of those people. But, like, why would it really be a good idea to go find a ship that got lost? Like, like, don't you think that maybe that, like, I don't know, like, Maybe, just maybe, like, we don't know exactly why the Titanic got lost. Maybe there's something out there that's causing these these things to get lost out there. I don't know. yo. There's going to be a ton of conspiracy theories that are going to come out with this. Because I saw this consp- I'm not a conspiracy theorist, by the way. But I'm just, like, saying I saw this one. It was, like, the people on the Titanic were owners of a rival company. I, I don't know. Like, it was just, like, some crazy thing. I'm not saying it actually happened. I don't really know. I don't promote conspiracy theories. But there's going to be a ton that come out of this. Ton that come out of this, Ben. Are you going to hop on this?
1: My thing that blows my mind, yeah, is that eighty percent of the ocean is unexplored.
0: eighty yeah. percent. Like who knows what's down there? Like what if there's just like a monster, like 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 a, like a monster animal living at the bottom of the ocean that's just like wrecking stuff as it comes by? I
1: don't know. Who knows? It's crazy. Who knows,
0: man? Who knows? Maybe that iceberg is still out there. Who who even knows? Anyway we're not talking about conspiracy theories. We're talking about how you can prosper in your life. And we're going to talk about how you can prosper of course with a godly perspective and a biblical perspective. Um we well it's important to never look for you know, we don't want to look for how we could prosper from a worldly point of view, although there's good advice and sound things that we could do practically, right, to prosper in our lives. But I believe the Bible actually gives us a lot more practicalities than sometimes we give it credit for. Sometimes we act like the Bible is all spiritual, no practical, you know. But there's some things in the Bible, and I feel like a person that perfectly demonstrates the will of God to prosper and how God can prosper you is Joseph. Yes, me. No, I'm just kidding. Not me. My name My name is Joseph, in case you didn't know. Uh, but um, Joseph in the Bible. Joseph prospered everywhere that he went. He prospered everywhere that he went. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. I, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. And actually, I want to hit on this for a second. This is the potty. I just kind of like to say stuff that I, that I learn as I go. But I think that polygamy had something to do with Joseph's brothers being jealous of him. That's just like such a hot take. That was such a good way to start this. That was so good. Because I'm going to see, you guys are going to see, I'm going to tie this in. Joseph, it was, it was not ever God's will that mankind have more than one wife. I know people in the Bible did, and there's like a whole separate conversation that we can get into about why that was the case. It was never God's like desire that people have more than one one wife. And Jesus says in the New Testament, he points to the beginning as an example of marriage. But, but, who is Joseph's father? Jacob. Jacob was Joseph's father. Jacob had, um, two wives in particular that, uh, that we know of, Leah and Rachel. He always wanted Rachel. He didn't want, Le- he didn't want Leah, but he basically, uh, was tricked into marrying Leah. Still trying to figure that one out, to be honest with you, how he was exactly tricked. It said that he slept with him and, uh, or that they slept together and then he found out like the next day. I was just kind of, kind of a little confused about that. But anyway, that's besides the point. But it says that, that uh, Jacob loved Rachel more, basically, in so many words. The Bible tells us that that Jacob loved Rachel more. Here's here's where it gets interesting. The only child that Jacob and Rachel had together prior to Joseph um, being sold into slavery uh, or prior to the point where the brothers started to despise him was Joseph, All of the other brothers were children of either Jacob and Leah, Jacob and uh, two maidservants, but none of actual like Jacob and Rachel, like it's their DNA and blood besides Joseph. So the Bible says that Jacob loved Joseph the most. I think that it is fair to derive that Jacob loved Joseph the most because he was the child, the biological child of the woman who he loved the most. I don't think that that's unreasonable to make that assumption or make that guess. And I think that there actually are some indications of it in the Bible. So Jacob showed favor to Joseph more than he did the other sons, which led to his brothers becoming jealous of him because their father liked Joseph the most. And then they, sold, they threw Joseph into the pit and sold him into slavery. I think that, and this is, just, this is just some of my thoughts here. I'm not saying this is gospel or Bible or like this 100%. I think that if Jacob doesn't, doesn't have multiple wives, that, that Joseph doesn't get sold into slavery and none, and none of that happens because there's not that same jealousy. Just a possibility of, of what could have happened. I'm not saying that's 100%. But something that's important to note is where there's many wives in the Bible, there's problems. When people have many wives in the Bible, there always seems to be a problem with that. And that's because it's not God's original desire and intention. Anyway, that's just a quick note that I wanted to make to you guys, something interesting that I was thinking about as I was studying the scripture. Anyway, Joseph was sold into slavery. And we just see God prosper Joseph everywhere that he goes. Joseph starts, sold into slavery, and he arrives in Potiphar's house. Potiphar is like, he basically was like the... Um, Actually, a lot of people think the executioner of of Pharaoh, the executioner. And it says that he was elevated to number two in Potiphar's house. And so God elevates him to number two. Then a situation happens that we're going to get into in a second where Basically, he's uh, uh, Potiphar's wife gets mad that Joseph won't sleep with her and he gets thrown in the prison. But the Bible tells us that God prospered Joseph in the prison and even elevated him to a high rank in the prison. Then he gets out of prison. He actually ran the prison. Then he comes out of the prison Pharaoh brings him into his house and he becomes number two in the entire kingdom of Egypt. It's like this guy, everything he touched turned to gold. Yes, bad things happen. Yes, things happen. But man, did God weave things together in his life. It says in Genesis fifty twenty, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Now, a lot of people will take this scripture to mean that God harmed Joseph, when I studied this scripture in the Hebrew this is the understanding I came to is that the word intended in the Hebrew can be understood in a couple different ways the one that's used there it could be inten- uh, mean like like intended in the sense of like meant for or you know caused but it also can mean woven together I believe that the devil or and the enemy, the brothers, Specifically in this context, intended to harm him, but God wove it together for good. That God that God used it, that God used it as a part of His plan, as a part as a part of His sovereignty, as a part of uh, as part of His hand on Joseph's life to bring uh, to bring it together for His glory. But God was with Joseph everywhere he went. He prospered in everything he did. Everything that His hand touched, God's God's favor was with him. The Bible says that the Lord was with him everywhere that he left. But let me ask you this question. Why? Why did Joseph prosper? Yes, I understand, you know, the fact that Joseph would have, is in the line of Christ and that God's hand was on him in that and his providence was in that situation. But what about the things that Joseph might have done that caused him to prosper? Let's talk about this. Genesis chapter 39, verse 9. This is the first reason why I believe that Joseph prospered. Number one, he lived a godly life. He lived a godly life. Look at what Genesis 39, verse nine says. In this story, we see Potiphar's wife, who I believe was very beautiful. Why? Because Potiphar was a very powerful man in a patriarchal society, and he probably had a very, very pretty wife. His wife loved Joseph, Like thought he was, because Joseph was a good looking guy and loved him. And the Bible actually says that Joseph was a good looking guy. And you know, like Potiphar's wife loved him and Potiphar's wife wanted to sleep with him. But Joseph said, no. And here's what he actually says. Verse eight, but he refused and said to his master's wife, look, my master does not know what is with me in the house and he has committed all that he has in my hand. In other words, he's given me everything. There is no one greater in his house than I, nor has he kept anything back from me but you, because you are his wife. How can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Joseph was convinced, no, I'm not going to live. uh, do such a wicked thing against God. I'm going to live holy. I'm going to live pure. I'm going to live a godly life. And he refused to sin. He refused to not do wrong. And God saw that. God saw that. Now, what could Joseph have done in that situation? Joseph could have slept with Potiphar's wife, but that no doubt would have probably been figured out at some point that that was happening. And he, guess what? He would have been rightfully thrown into prison after after that or rightfully punished for what he did. But Joseph decided to do it God's way. Joseph could have thought to himself, well, Potiphar's not really going to pay attention. He might not know. He might not know what happens. He could say, you know, she is very beautiful. I have been through a lot. Why should I serve God? I was sold into slavery, brought away from my family. Why should I still serve God, even though all these bad things have happened to me? But Joseph made a decision that he was going to obey God and live a godly life. Now, this is an important principle that we can see. Just because life is not going well does not mean that we have a right to not obey God. It doesn't mean that we have a right to not live a godly life. But here's the thing that's awesome about our God. He sees when we still choose to live for him, even when times are difficult. He sees that, and guess what? He will prosper you when he sees that. He says, there's a man, there's a woman that doesn't care about the circumstances they're surrounded with. Their heart is fully committed to me. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord search to and fro for those whose hearts are fully committed to him. God is looking for people whose hearts are fully committed to him. Not fully committed to him when things are going well. Not fully committed to him when things are are you know uh, are you know doing great and everything's awesome in life and everything's amazing. God is looking for people that will be like Joseph and say, "Yeah, I know that I was taken away from my family. I know that things aren't well. But I'm still going to serve the Lord." Many times and I and I want you to hear me. I understand that it can be difficult to make the right decision when things are not going well. I get it. Like, I understand, I understand that sometimes things happen in our lives that cause us to uh, be tempted to make poor decisions because things aren't well, but understand that it doesn't license us to do things wrong when we're in a bad situation, right? It doesn't license us to do things wrong. Um, My sister, she, uh, you know, left home and and things were not the best at, at my home and my parents were awesome and incredible, but it's still not the best when you know that your sister's not in a good situation. She left home and was in an abusive situation. I could have sat there and said, while my parents were trying to figure out how to help my sister, well, you know, my parents, you know, are just concerned with my sister right now. I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do whatever I want. I'm just gonna, you know, go and do drugs and do whatever I want. I could have done that in that situation. But just because the situation Is bad doesn't give me license to do things that are wrong and unfortunately in my situation I did do things in that situation and I would often try whenever uh you know I felt bad about them to justify that I was doing things because of the situation with my sister just because a situation is bad does not justify our actions does it maybe provide an explanation understanding certainly but does it justify no But I'll tell you what, God will honor you so much if you would live for him and live a godly life just like Joseph, even when situations are tough. Uh, tough. Let me pull up a scripture for you. Psalm 84, Psalm 84, verse 11. I love this scripture. Psalm 84, verse 11. Psalm is uh, very easy to find. Very easy to find. Just flip to the middle. Psalm 84, 11. There it is. Praise God. Man, I'm so excited for heatwave, man. I could get jumping. You guys can hear it. Maybe you can hear that. Can you hear that, Ben? Yeah, I'm excited, man. I, I could like run through like a, like a door right now. Like I'm so hyped. It's going to be so lit. Anyway, Psalm 84:11 It says, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those whose walk is uprightly or those whose walk is blameless. When you live a godly life, no good thing will God withhold from you. No good thing will God withhold from you. God won't withhold a single thing from you if you walk uprightly. Second, live a godly life. Second, he allowed God to use his gifts. He allowed God to use his gifts. Go to uh, Genesis 48. Joseph's in prison at this point. Life isn't looking good for him again. At this point, Joseph could have just cursed God, said, forget about God. I don't care about God. God's put me in this place. I'm so mad at God right now. And this is how many of us get sometimes in life. I hate God. God is terrible. And I'm sorry that your situation might be hard, but I'm here to tell you today that that's not the way that we ought to respond. But Genesis uh, 40, verse eight, these uh, two guys have a dream. And they have these dreams and they're, they're troubled by these dreams. They want to know what they mean. And look at what Joseph says in verse eight. And they said to him, we have, we each had a dream and there is no interpreter of it. So Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell them to me, please. So they told Joseph the dreams and Joseph goes on to interpret them. Joseph goes on to interpret them. He realizes that the dr- that dream interpretations that the Lord can give them to him. He realizes that this is an area that God can use his life. But watch this, this is not the only area that Joseph uses his talents and abilities. But when Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream later on in the story, and I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, if you don't know the story, I'd encourage you to read it. But basically, Joseph is eventually brought before Pharaoh to interpret one of his dreams. When Joseph is brought before Pharaoh, not only does Joseph interpret the dream, but he uses God-given wisdom to be able to find a solution. He, gives his, he uses God-given brain to think through a situation, and he uses a talent in this situation. Look at what this it says in Genesis chapter 41 in verse 33. It says, now therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven years of plentiful and let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming, and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. So what happens here? Pharaoh has a dream. Joseph interprets it. Hey, there's going to be seven years of plenty, but then there's going to be seven years of famine. But Joseph allows God to use him, allows God to use his ability to be able to interpret dreams. Who does that gift come from ultimately? It comes from the Lord. So he uses the gift. He lets God use him in this situation to interpret dreams. And he interprets the dream, and then he allows God to use his brain to be able to come up with a solution of how to fix it. And he goes, here's what you know. I think that you should do in this situation. He uses the gifts that God has given him. You know, I could even have made the point this, just allow God to use you. Allow God to use you. How do you prosper? Allow God to use you. Allow God to use you in your gifts. Allow God to use you in your life. Joseph simply allowed God to use him. He allowed God to use him. There's a story in the Bible uh, about the uh, parable of the talents in uh, Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. The parable of the talents. In this story, each man is given a different talent or is given a different amount. We'll get there in a second. Matthew chapter 25. I skipped right past it. We're going to begin in verse 14. Oh, I'm in Matthew chapter 24. There it is. Matthew chapter 25, verse uh, 15. It says, And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Likewise, he who had received two, uh, uh, two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and uh, hid the Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents Saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. And then the same, and then he says, His Lord said to them, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Again, this is going to happen with the second person. He produces more. But then it says in verse 24: Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But the Lord answered him and said, you wicked and lazy servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received my own with interest. Therefore, take the the talent from me and give him to the one who has 10 talents. What can we learn from this story? What can we see from this story? God gives each and every one of us a talent. He gives us something. He gives us something to use. He gives us a measure of something. And God expects us to produce with that talent. And you know what it actually is if we don't produce with it? It's wicked. Why? Because he said to the one with the talent, go you wicked and lazy servant. It is wicked before God to not do with the talents that he's given us It's wicked. God does not want people that are not producing with the talents that he has given them. You want to prosper in life? Do with the talents that God has given you. Do something with them. If you have an ability to be able to play sports, find a way to make an impact for the kingdom of God, if you have an ability to be able to communicate with people, communicate for the kingdom of God, if you have a way to be able to uh, draw pictures, if you have a way to be able to uh, do artistry, if you have a way to be able to uh, sing, that's a talent God has given you and God is looking for you to do something with that talent. And I love what happens. God gives more to people. God gives more to people that do something with the talent. God does more with people that do something with the talent. He doesn't, the person with the five that goes in, d- that went and did something, God said, I'll give you five more. The one with the two, he goes, I'm going to give you more too. The one with the uh, one, he goes, yeah, he goes, let's take that away from then and I'm gonna give it to the person that's actually doing something. It's the principle of be faithful in the small and God will give you more. Be faithful where you're at, God will give you more. You wanna prosper in life? Start, start allowing God to use you start allowing God to use you in whatever area that you are talented and gifted. And I know that Ben is a, is really gifted. Uh, and, and you know, just like really awesome in the gym. Like he works really hard. He, he, uh, does a great job with that. And you know what he does? He goes and he does this thing, uh, called, f- uh, 48 strong. And it's a YouTube channel that he has that you guys can watch if you want to. And I'd recommend it 48 strong. He does a workout. He shows you like how to work out. He has you watch him work out. And then he goes and he gives a, Word at the end of it. That's awesome. That's amazing. I know James Farley, one of our youth leaders, sometimes he goes and plays basketball with guys and then he tells them about the Lord afterwards. That's awesome. That's such a great way to use your talent for the kingdom of God. But when we sit on our hands and don't do anything with the talents that God has given us, God is sitting there going, Why aren't you doing anything? I've given you this thing for you to use. Allow God to use you. How do you want to prosper? Allow God to use your life, allow God to use your talents. Don't just sit there and do nothing. Thing. This is practical advice. People, God doesn't, God doesn't sit with sitters. He goes with goers. God doesn't sit with sitters. He goes with goers. If you want to be someone that God moves with, God moves with movers. He's like, you're moving. I like that. If you're going to sit on your hands and not do anything, that's not what God's looking for. God is looking for people that are going to do stuff. If you want to prosper in life? Do something for God and God will prosper you and increase you because he knows that's somebody That's somebody that's doing something. And so I'm going to honor that. God will give more into your hand. If I had, you know, 80 kids, 60 kids, 70 kids, 50 kids, however many kids in a youth group, 10 kids, and I didn't do anything with those 10 kids and I didn't really care. God's not going to bless me with more students in the youth group. He's not going to, he's going to be like, he's going to be like, dude, you're not doing anything with these. He's probably, in fact, they're probably going to end up leaving because I'm not doing anything with them. God is not going to bless you in an area that you're not doing anything. Allow God to use you. Lastly, why did Joseph prosper? How can he prosper? Or how can I prosper? He gave God glory. He gave God glory. Look at what uh, Genesis 41 verse 16 says. And I'll make this quick because I'm, I need to go actually prepare for another Bible study. Shout out to those of you that are probably already at my house right now for Bible study. Uh, Genesis 41. So by the way, if you're an impact student and you want to learn more about the Word of God, I have Bible study at my house every Thursday night at 6 p.m. It's open to everyone. Uh, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, but anyway, Genesis chapter 41. I love this. Genesis chapter 41. Verse 16, there it is. I don't know why I thought it was somewhere else. Joseph gets summoned to be able to go and to interpret Pharaoh's dream. And here's what he said. So Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Pharaoh's looking for an interpretation of this dream. Joseph could have walked in. I will give you the interpretation of the dream. Yes, it is me. And he could have glorified himself. But no, he says, it's not me that's going to do it. It's God that's going to do it. He's going to just use me to do it. God's going to give Pharaoh the peace. He gives glory to God. The Bible's clear that God exalts the humble but he humbles the uh, the proud. In fact, it says he resists the proud. It means he pushes against the proud. God is not with prideful people. God is not with the proud. God will exalt the humble. You want to watch and see as God will prosper your life, give him glory. Humble yourself before God. Say with your talents, it's not I who is great, but it is God that is great in me. I had somebody tell me today, you know, I just have so much respect for you. Like, like, oh my goodness, it's amazing what you do as, pa- as a pastor. And, and you know, I, you know, I could have said, I could have turned around and said, you know, um, yeah, you know, I am really great. Thanks. But in that moment, it's important when you're uh, when you're confronted with somebody that is giving you praise, that you can receive the compliment, certainly. But to say, you know, well, praise God, that's awesome that, you know, that's happening. But it's because of God. It's because of his grace that I'm able to do. It's because God's given me this talent and ability. If you're a great athlete and someday you make it to the major leagues or you make it to the uh, the, the NBA or the NFL or the NHL or you play soccer somewhere, or whatever uh, sport you play, Make sure to give God glory, the fact that he has even given you the talent to be able to do that. Give God glory. God will not honor people that do not give him glory. In Acts chapter 12, verse 21 through 23, I won't go there, but uh, Herod gets, they start to praise uh, Herod as, as if he's a God and he does not give God glory and God strikes him right at that moment. God does not like it when we don't give him glory where glory is due. Give him praise where praise is due, because God is that good. Joseph prospered so much in his life. So much in his life that even unbelievers noticed that he was prospering. Even the unbelievers noticed that he was prospering. Pharaoh noticed that God was with him. Actually, I'll read this to you real quick. Genesis 41 verse uh, 39. It says, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, in as as God has shown you all this, there, there is a one as discerning, as wise as you. Uh, actually, let me read verse 38. That's the one I really want to highlight. And Pharaoh said to his uh, servants, can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the spirit of God? Even unbelievers will notice that God is with you, that there's a favor on your life when you do these things, when you live a godly life, when you allow God to use you, when you give God glory, God will prosper you, even to a point that people won't be able to deny that, yeah, clearly there's something on their life because it's working for them. You want to prosper in life? Give God glory. Allow God to use you. And give God glory. And give God glory. Live a godly life, allow God to use you, give God glory. Do those three things and God will prosper you. If you're watching right now and you're saying to yourself, man, I just really want to prosper the way that God wants me to, to prosper, then I, I just want to pray for you right now, right where you're at. And I also want to pray for you. Perhaps you want to give your life to Jesus Christ and you're watching this right now and you're like, wow, I want to live a life to my fullest potential the way that God wants me to. I want to do that. I want to live for God, but I've never made him my savior. Maybe that's you when you're watching right now. The gospel is that Jesus Christ lived the perfect life, that he uh, died on the cross for our sins, the sins of all of humanity, that he was buried in the ground, that he rose again. And when he rose again, he rose in victory. And now he says, if you repent of your sin and put your faith in me, that you can have a relationship with me and inherit eternal life. You can have a great life living in the will of God and you could spend eternity in a relationship with him today. That's you and you want to give your life to Christ. Repeat this prayer after me right where you're at. Say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I repent of my sin. I put my faith in you. I believe in my heart. And I confess it with my mouth that you are Lord and that you were raised from the dead. I believe in you, Jesus. I'm a Christian now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. If you just gave your life to the Lord, you can message our uh, Instagram page at impact youth. You can write amen in the comments and we'll try to get in touch with you and help you get some resources if you want to do that. Uh, But I tell you this, that if you did just give your life to Christ, you need to find a Bible believing church to get plugged into. Seriously, you have to find a Bible believing church. It's very important. If you don't know where to find one, message us, let us know on YouTube. Let us know on Instagram, M-P-A-C-T Youth. You can go ahead and message us and we'll be happy to uh, help you out. But for the rest of you guys, uh, let me just pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everybody watching right now. Father, I pray that you'd help us live a life, Lord, where you can prosper us the way that we know that you want to. Father, will we dedicate ourselves to you? In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We're so happy that you guys uh, are watching and you know hanging out with us every single, well, if you watch it on Friday, Saturday, whenever you watch, but every single week you're watching with us. We love you guys so much and we're thankful for you and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.